nah, whole thing. Nah, it's a lot of nonsense. Unbelievable. It makes me grumpy. Yeah, of course. You ready for that? And that's how we want you to start this podcast. Yeah, right? ready for that sweet intro? All right, I can't ready. wait for this song. Blast I love this. this song so much. <laughs> you enjoyed the conversation you're about to witness between me and another comedian. These are conversations I'm calling disorganized religion. God bless. And for any atheists out there, may nothing await you after this life. There is hope for you today. Come to Jesus, he is the way. Hello and welcome to another edition of Disorganized Religion. We missed you last week. I am still your host forever and always, Seth Lawrence. We are joined by the disembodied voice of Travis Clyburn. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're I mean, Jesus, not that man. I'm Jesus, but you know. Uh, and today we are joined by a fantastic guest, a good friend of mine. We met doing the World Series of Comedy, which is a traveling comedy stand-up comedy festival. He has produced, he has directed, he's done basically everything you can do in Hollywood. He's also a fantastic stand-up comic, my good friend, the mighty Jeff Frame. Thank you for having me, Seth. I'm Thank you. Happy. Thanks, Travis, too. Thank you. Oh, always. You're having, your, having us here. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I have been- We are friends. Are we, we are. Are we, we not? Are. We're friends. Absolutely. No, is that good? <laughs> No, uh, we so we were, we were introduced at the World Series of Comedy. Yeah. Um, that, the first time I met you, we were talking about it off air. Um, that's, right. a, that's a radio term for before <laughs> you were rolling. Yeah. And um, the, I got introduced to you in that awkward way that people like to introduce me to people. Right. What, you know the way, right? Right. Where yeah. we go up and, and I don't know if it was Joe. I'm trying to remember who it was that goes, oh, this, uh, Seth, oh, this is Jeff. He's also Mormon. And it's yeah. just immediately I have this thing that will kick in. <laughs> Immediately, when someone calls me, when they call, I go, I go former Mormon, which is now right. awkward from me to you. It now seems sure. aggressive. Sure. And then I'm like, how do I take that back so that he'll still be be my friend? Right. Because it's that right. weird, like, real quick. Yeah. <sighs> Travis, <laughs> a foreman, a former Mormon, a foreman, yeah, 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 something like right. That. I mean, it's an immediate label. It's a, it's a it's a quick label, and people right. love. They love tagging me with it right away because then they like, oh, watch this awkward thing happen. And um, <laughs> that, and that's exactly why they introduced me that way. Too. Especially like they you know put two of us together like, oh, you guys should have some stuff to talk about. This yeah. should get weird. And yeah. I remember – and then so we got to know each other more at some of the other satellites. Right. Throughout, right. uh, and then I hosted with you, them. You hosted with them and for a while so, and I did right. some of the satellites and uh, we did more shows together and – yeah. And then here we are. Blossomed. Yeah. It's just bloomed. Blossomed. Right. 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 Exactly. Well, I've been anticipating in uh, 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 excitement this yeah. conversation. I have been too, but also trepidation. Yes. Like I started listening sure. to your – I didn't know you had this podcast. And I saw yeah. you post about it, so I started listening. I First yeah. of all, let me tell you, and I want to tell you this. Uh, I want – I like you. Yes. And I want to say that now so that when I offend you later, that you know that I don't mean to. And I, that's the trepidation yeah. I have is I, I'm not a person who likes to offend, especially when it comes right. to these matters. It right. really isn't something. But what I love about your podcast, when I started listening to it right away, I do love these conversations. Yeah. I love uh, conversations that revolve around spirituality or faith or loss of faith. I love movies about it. Uh, Leap of Faith, The Apostle. I, I love things that revolve around that subject. It's right. very, very fascinating to me. And I like that you're willing to have those conversations with other people because 
um, that's not always something that I found within my own community growing yeah. up of yeah. the, the willingness to have a good open dialogue. Right. I mean, unless you have a badge. If you have a badge, <laughs> you have to have it's that conversation. All, no holds barred. But, but you, it's you know. with a very specific it's, purpose. Yes, yes, yes. This this kind of conversation that I want to facilitate with, yeah. with Travis oh, yeah. butting in constantly with his falsities <laughs> and deceptions. With my devil science <laughs> and is, my logic and the reason. <laughs> right. Is, uh, is that open format? Right, there's no agenda, and I love it. It's just let's I chat. Really like your... Let's just chat, try to understand one another. So Seth I'm not going to be offended. Oh, by the way, Seth, you are the only person that could host a podcast like this because, like, you're so nice that I just yeah. can't ever be mean to you. <laughs> Which like, is anything fortunate. you say, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't hey. think I've ever been mean to you. No, I don't, yeah. I've never been. Mean. You're In not. fact, just, you're so goddamn <laughs> sincere. Sorry, but uh, that, that, like, <laughs> that I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, like, I can't just be like, yeah, but like, hey, right. you know, I never have that feeling with you. Right. Like, anyone else, if they were really snarky about it. Yeah, if they were kind of mean about it. I'd be like, <laughs> bro. I, I actually remember, like, I remember um, going up after you in Minneapolis, like you were hosting, oh, and right. I remember feeling bad because you do some material about being Mormon, and yes. I also had my my um, sister in law and her husband that were there, and my nephew who was about to go on a mission. So funny, and he yeah. was there, and so you're doing stuff about being Mormon, and in my 25, I will often talk about. I grew up Mormon, you know, right. and that's why I got married young and blah, 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 blah. Right. And I feel I, – I remember feeling kind of bad following you. I'm like, I don't want them to think I'm knocking him when I'm telling my story. Because it's right. my story. Yeah, of course. It's my story. It's not like this real denigrating thing. It's not something where I'm like, uh, you know, everybody should feel a particular way. In fact, one of the things I say in my bit is I talk about the fact that, um, you know, uh, I believe that when it comes to things like religion a lot of other personal de decisions – that we should all just shut up and let everybody else do whatever makes them happy in right. their life, right. you know. And that's one of the things I say. And then I tell a right. really great joke after that. It's got a, it's got a, <laughs> it is it's good. got a fun punchline. Yeah. And um, it's good. you just have to come to a show if you're not. I'm not going to give it. I'm not going to give it away for free. But um, yeah. But I remember being self conscious about it following you because again, I am the kind of person that I I really don't try to offend. Right. I'm not. I'm I'm pretty. Uh, well, I don't know what the right You're word amicable. is. I am an amicable person. Yes. I get along with most people pretty well. Yeah. And and you know, that's the kind of thing that it comes down to is the the funny thing for me is I didn't uh I didn't go on a mission. You went on a mission. Yeah. Where did you go? I'm trying to remember again. I heard I went to Quebec. Quebec. Okay. Yeah. Eastern Canada. Uh I don't even believe that's a real place, but whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Watch out the Quebec. It was probably island. I don't know. It's probably the same place they did the moon landing. Um it's, they just they just took they, you from the MTC they, and they're like you're in you're in Canada and you yeah. speak French and you're like all right I will say we, the darkness looks very similar does it yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't go on a mission and that was at my most believing time of life because I never had a desire to convince anybody else to believe the way I believe never did yeah it gave me a lot of anxiety as I went away to Rick's College uh, because I knew that was coming and and when I now BYU Idaho. I won't call it that. I okay. refuse to. All I won't, right. I won't well, do it. That's um, what I don't know this. The same way I still call them Mormons. I, that's what I. That's what it was when I was there. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? I'm like, yeah. I'm not playing. Right. Um, well, I know well, that well, I should well, respect well, their pronouns. So Rick's college. Yeah, what was that? It was a... This guy, Rick. He it, has a college. No, <laughs> <laughs> Ricky. He's got a fucking school. Right. Though. It's yeah. a school Thomas in, Ricks. in Idaho outside of Rexburg. It's in Rexburg, right? Yeah. And now it's it's called Brigham Young University. It's gotten co-opted okay. and made a little satellite bitch school. I said I wasn't going to swear on your podcast. 
I hate it. I hate that they've done that. I loved Rick's College. Wasn't it always a church school though? Even yes, yes, Rick's? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It okay. was. A, it was a church school for sure. Yeah. That's what made it real cheap. Right. Um, and that was. It was really good. And they didn't require good grades to go there. So I was like, I'm in. <laughs> but when you say co-opted, you just mean it. I just mean they. So when I went there, yeah. it was a, a junior college, right? And it had a football team. We, you know, we actually we had football games that uh, they played for national junior college championship. We yeah. Comp- I competed on the debate team. It's where I met my wife. Yeah. Um. And then when it became just it was it became essentially like a satellite of BYU. So a lot of that right. identity just went away. Oh. And there was an identity to Rick's that was it was it was great. I mean, yeah. it, it had its own thing, and it wasn't just BYU Junior. You know, right? And now so they gave up that. the football team, the debate team, all that stuff when they became BYU Idaho. Right? Yeah, gotcha. they don't have the intercollegiate stuff yeah. now because they are a four year. But now it's no longer a junior. Like part of the deal was no. no longer a junior. It's not a junior college, college anymore. Now it has a legitimate university yeah. and all that. Right? Yeah. Not that it wasn't legitimate when I um, it when I like when I ran up school. student loans there. Yeah. Right. When I took three years, <laughs> they to get just my got forgiven. Degree. They just got forgiven. No, I already paid mine off. I had mine all paid off. <laughs> what a sucker you! Yes. Are. <laughs> look at that. Look at <laughs> look at it. Uh, I'm so angry. Yeah. Um, right. But uh, yeah, I took three years to get an associate's degree. Um, yeah. Yeah. You graduated I, early. That I don't use. Yeah. Well, fair enough. I feel like I just rambled quickly because we'll, I got we'll nervous. S- I got we'll n- stay away from BYU-Idaho. Or Rick. We'll yeah, stay away from we'll Rick. Yeah, we don't want to get you too don't, worked don't up. Don't get me. We'll get you worked up about the other stuff. So, yeah, when you talk about being excited, I'm excited. I was excited to talk to you because I like having these conversations. Yeah. But I also have trepidation because I, I, I'm like, some of the conversations can get tricky. And right. they get trickier. So I've got an employee, for instance. Uh, an editor that I've worked with for t- 20 years now, he's Jewish, and he's my go-to for If I come up with a Jewish question, I call him. Like, yeah. right, like I'll call him, and he'll be like, yes, boss. You know what I mean? Because he, he <laughs> likes to play that. And and um, yeah. he's like, I'm working. I'm working hard. And I'm like, no, no, no. I've got a, I've got a Jewish question. And I will just yeah. call and quiz him. Right. Uh, and I'm fascinated by the different cultures. I'm fascinated by the different faiths. I'm fascinated by – like, I did this, I did this play – um, called The Last Days of Judas Iscariot. Iscariot. Yeah. yeah. So I was in that play. Yeah. And I had invited him to come see it. And Who did you play? In- I played, um, gosh, what's the guy's name? But he sits there the whole time. He's one of the jurors. Uh-huh. And he gets up and he talks to Judas and talks about how he had an affair and how things were never really the same with his wife. It's this big monologue, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just... Not that Judas had an affair. No, no, that the, 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 juror the juror had an affair, right. and how things were never the same in their marriage ever again. Like she didn't yeah. know, but he never felt the same. It was this really cool, powerful monologue. Interesting. I, I, I would sit in the front row the whole time of the theater, right. and I would just the director wanted me to have a twelve pack of beer in yeah. my and 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 to just be popping them, and the audience is like, "Who is this guy just sitting here with us?" You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I was there when they came yeah, in, yeah, yeah. And he's like, can you drink a 12-pack during the show? I'm like, not in deliver lines. You know what I mean? Right, so right. I would open one, and look, I was taking a sip, and I would close one and kind of shake it up, and I'd open it again <laughs> so it felt like I was opening a lot of beers. Interesting. Um, but I invited him. The point is I invited him to this show. Yeah. And then I was like, what would you think? Because the, the, the show was pretty solid, It was, and it was a yeah. big gut punch moment at the end of the show. Yeah. It's and a good play. It's interesting. It's a really, yeah. It's very interesting. Uh, Thomas Adley Gurgis, I think is his name. And yeah. he uh, he goes, well, you, you were good. He goes, I just didn't understand a lot of it. I was like, mm. what do you mean you didn't understand it? He goes, I don't know any of the stories. I was yeah, like, you right. don't? Right, right. He goes, none of it. I don't I, goes, I don't know those stories. Yeah. I was like, oh. Because they don't really care about. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. When you grow up with a particular thing. Yeah, 100%. You sort of take it for granted that everybody else right. believes or knows that thing. Right. So, 
Yeah. I, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm jumping the gun on whatever you normally do. Run your podcast. Out, <laughs> no. All we do is we we chat. And I felt <laughs> we were a little heavy on the comedy side with Kazim. This one I, I, I was... haven't had a chance to listen to that one yet. That's last week's, right? Yeah, it's okay. a good one. It's a good yeah. one. And I, he's a fantastic guest. I listen to Chase. Uh, Chase, right? Yeah, Chase is great. I loved But on that, that note one. of like not, you know, Chase is not familiar with Bible stories at all. Mm. And that is like unfathomable to me, right? Which is what I told her. Like, this is so outside of my realm of comprehension. I, I, don't I had a hard time that. with that with him, too, of just I right. couldn't quite comprehend it. I was like, you don't know about Judas? Right. Like, I thought that was like, we all knew about that. Right. And it's just so. Um, Religious, what's centric. ethnocentric and yes. religiocentric, Theological, or theologically right. centric, right? Of this worldview that you're like, well, everybody knows about. <laughs> yeah, you. Everyone knows the Bible, right? Yeah, everyone yeah. grew up with this. Everyone gets this. Yeah, of course. Like I knew not everybody knew the Book of Mormon. If I was doing a Book of Mormon show, I'd be like, I'm gonna have to explain some stuff when we're done. But <laughs> right. but this one, I was right. like, you're gonna know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I I feel similar to you in the sense of I love theological discussions. Mm -hmm. For me, it's more of a fascination with what motivates people, what drives people. Yeah. Um, and so that's what this is. This podcast is sort of all about for me is what drives people to faith or away from faith. Sure. So in that spirit of things, I've got some answers. I would love to talk to you about your yeah. journey through. Mormonism. Yeah, I'm down. I'm so like you, I told you before. I'm pretty open booky, and I'll, yeah. I, I, my goal is not to offend. And what right. I was saying before is like how I was as so at 19. If you don't know, um, a lot of yeah. times at 19. And I don't, how old are you right now? Yeah, 35. Okay, so you're <laughs> slightly younger than me. I'm yeah. 40. I'll be 48 in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and I don't know. 48? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks great, right? No yeah. one ages looks normally good. in this um, fucking city. No. And I don't know if it was as much pressure. And that's why I have a little bit of an issue with you about Under the Banner of Heaven. We'll get to that, yes, right? Yes, right? we will. So I have a little bit of a quibble with you from your episode with... Uh, Aaron Maliner. Aaron Maliner. Yeah. You know, I was listening to it. And I'm yelling. That, well, that's how I knew I wanted I was like, I'm yelling at the rail. I was like, you're wrong! <laughs> no, I wasn't, I wasn't quite that bad. But I, yeah. I did find myself like, I want to have this conversation. Interesting. Okay. But... Um, so when I was graduating high school, it was a foregone conclusion you were going on a mission. Right. I mean, I don't know if it was still, I don't know if it was still that when you graduated. For sure. It was. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. Do you think that it's become less that? Yes. Since it has, the pressure I think so. has changed yeah. since then. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I just don't know when that line happened. But when I graduated high school, and I was going away to Rick's College, uh -huh. um, Rexburg, Idaho, and um, yeah, <laughs> I like what I turned on, like I'm doing a plug yeah. for it. Like, <laughs> Shout out, Rick. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. When I went, I was so nervous because I was like, I know they all expect me to go on a mission, and I don't want to. I just didn't want to. I never have felt comfortable. And by day, you mean the whole community. At Rick's, well, family, my, my community back home, home, my ward, yeah. my community at Rick's. I knew it was going to be a, a very big pressure thing. I was going right. to school with, um, you know, my best friend since I was fourteen, and I knew he'd be leaving either after first or uh, first semester or after a year. He, he was going to yeah. go on his mission. Yeah, and I was feeling that just intense. I don't want to do this. Right. I don't feel comfortable doing this um, right. because I've never been comfortable trying to convince someone else to believe what I believe. Sure. I, it's just never been comfortable to me. The same way that it's really not comfortable to me now. I'm not on a, a mission. Yeah, yeah. As it were, <laughs> to... Um, to get into outer darkness. Right. Oh, I'm a son of perdition. <laughs> but I, uh, I'm yeah. not interested in 
going, hey, Seth, let me tell you right. the bad word. You right, know what I right, mean? Right. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're have just you, a terrible proselyter is you, what you're saying. I'm a terrible proselyter. Yeah. I really, really am. I'm not yeah. a good proselyter. Yeah. I, I really do believe when it comes to this stuff. And I when I say that on stage, I mean it. I really think that people have things in their life that make them really happy. And I have yeah. I have a couple of um, friends that I've had that are just fiercely atheistic but yeah. in that way where they're almost sort of they're they're sort of aggressive about it, yeah. and they would say things like "religion is a crutch," and I'm like, "Yeah, but a crutch is also a crutch." Yeah, and sometimes you need a crutch to hold yourself up. Yeah, right. My mom needed religion to kind of get through stuff. She yeah. needed what she got from Mormonism to get through, uh, you know, just not a good life, you know. Right. And so right. it made her it made her happy. Yeah, I wouldn't have taken that away from her. I, so I didn't get into theological conversations with her to go. Right. Well, here's blah blah blah. I, Let me save my, you intellectually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not my thing. Yeah, and that's that fair. Sense. I respect yeah. that. I respect that yeah. wholeheartedly. I mean, I I do kind of a similar thing in the sense of I proselyte from the stage a little bit in my exaggerated persona right. of I'm 100% correct and everyone will soon realize it but that's fine you know <laughs> and you're recruiting for extra wives and, right, right yeah. exactly and you're throwing that out there because maybe some night that works yeah who knows I, I know who I knows what will happen know. you know? almost had Chase I'll be honest I, here's the thing when it comes to when it, <laughs> when it comes to polygamy uh, I don't I don't understand it but I also have Netflix do you know what I mean like I think yes. if they'd have had Netflix they probably HBO Max and stuff. They probably wouldn't have bothered. You know what I mean? They're like, this is more work than we need. We have other things. Maybe I've got a so. commute. Yeah, but you know I what think... I mean. If I didn't have a commute, right. and other entertainment, <laughs> right. my wife might be in trouble. But I don't from know. an apologistic sense, and I think yeah. there is a real religious motivation to some of that. Some, some of it was certainly carnal. Oh, you know what I, mean? I think a lot of it was carnal. Fair enough. I yeah. do, but, but I do think there was a theological backing to some of it as well. I think that there was, or I think that they <clears throat> took examples from ancient scripture and like, yeah they did it yeah and right. i kind of wouldn't mind doing it too um <laughs> only parts of it i think and here's where i quibble yeah. with you a little bit in terms of um under the banner of heaven have we let's there get or there not? do we let's yeah. not get there yet oh, no, do you want to get, get there, there now can we make the announcement and clip this oh, out we haven't, we, we haven't even made the announcement well, ladies and gentlemen i know we've been, okay. been secret so uh we are travis and i are very excited. We are launching a Patreon very soon, and the key aspect of the Patreon is going to be a new series that we're starting together, where we live, where I live react <laughs> to "Under the Banner of Heaven," which is a show that is currently streaming on Hulu. Travis has already seen it. It's great. He finds it fascinating, oh, yeah. interesting. I have seen three episodes as of today, which is also the day of the Queen of England's passing. I'm surprised we still did this show. I was surprised. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. A lot of other things stopped. It's in her honor, okay? It, well, in her honor. Uh, I'm very British. You guys are very disrespectful. I'm yeah. so sorry. I'm so sorry. I can't believe we're still recording when the Queen died. <laughs> she was 96. Uh, yeah, it was a know. shocker. Uh, yeah. Surprise. It was, she and Betty White out yeah. of nowhere. Right. Right. Uh, anyway, we're going to be releasing that very soon. And it's a live reaction where I'm watching some of the, you know, first three episodes I've already seen, but I know enough that I hate the show. Is it mostly just, <sighs> is <laughs> that mostly your that, reaction? It's a lot of Travis asking questions, me trying yeah, to yeah. answer them. Because sometimes some silly shit happens and I'm like, hey. Yeah, is this for real? Is that some silly shit you guys do? Or right. is this like, you know, because the book itself really yeah. went after you guys. Like really went after the more. Like, the book is that, So there's a thing called The Shelf. 
I don't yeah. know. You've heard the phrase yeah. the shelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The book, that book was single handedly responsible for breaking my shelf. 100%. Interesting. That is the book that uh, uh, knocked me out of Mormonism. 100%. Interesting. Damn. There were other things that came yeah. after in terms of I now started researching things I never would have. So, um, Crack Hour for me. Yeah was already like a beloved author by the time I got to Under the Banner Heaven. I had right. read Into Thin Air. Yep. Um, I had read Into the Wild. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think if he had another one before Under the Banner, if that was the third. I don't know. I'd read his like the 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 other rock climbing shorts uh-huh. or, you know, the, or the mountaineering uh, short stories. I've read yeah. all of his books. Yeah. Um, he did one on Pat Tillman. And so I already trusted him as an, as an author um, uh-huh. and the way that he went about things. And so I didn't know anything about Under the Banner of Heaven. I didn't know the story. Yeah. So I just read it as a as a as a good Mormon. Yeah. I stayed away from anything that was anti um, un, unpraiseworthy or not of good report. Sure. And uh, so when I read this, I I was definitely I was stunned by things that I learned. I had never that I'd never been told. And there were things that I actually had been told by South Park okay. not long before this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So one of my one of my moments um, when it came to Mormonism for me that, that I felt so foolish is the South Park episode comes out right yeah and I'm watching South Park at the time and my coworkers are watching I go they like did you watch South Park because they're so excited they're like right oh did yeah, you watch yeah, South yeah, Park yeah, yeah and I'm like yeah I go it's funny but they got a lot of things wrong <laughs> you know what I mean they got so, a lot of, I go they got a lot of so they got a lot of things they're wrong. doing to you they did to you what uh-huh. you do to your Jewish employee. No, because I call him with sincere questions of like, teach Oh, you don't me. think they were sincere at all? No, no, no. They were excited. They were like, okay. let's talk some of this stuff uh, out. I see, they were, I see. Like, they've got like glee in their eyes of like, how are you going to explain this? Yeah, right. And, um, and you thought they were lying about it. Well, I just thought, I genuinely Park, thought that they were exaggerating. Like, everything yeah. was just super exaggerated. I was like, that's not how it happened. I yeah, go, yeah, yeah. I go, that you know, can't be the way. I go, no, it's not. That's not what I was taught my whole life. Like, there's right. no rock and a hat. There's no... Interesting. Um, yeah, all this stuff that in the episode. And then, so years later, to read that book and then to start doing the research and go, like, South Park kind of close to nailed yeah. the history. The yeah. history, history, they didn't, they know what they're talking about. Oh, yeah. Now they're, they're, yeah. they're lampooning it. Right. Um, right. And they're using it as humor fodder, you know, satirical fodder. But yeah, but they don't have to stretch very far to get there. No. Right. And I remember feeling really foolish of like, oh, I didn't even know this stuff. Yeah. Sure. That was fair. a really, that was a really disorienting feeling for me at the time because it was I, I hadn't been taught stuff. And how old were you at that point? Uh, th- uh about thirty six. So I had oh, interesting. been. I'd been in the. Ch- oh wow. I'd been in the church for about twenty eight years at that point. Yeah. So, so did you convert to Mormonism? When I was or eight, were you raised. Oh, okay. When I was eight, my so mom f- joined the church. Gotcha. My mom was a single mom. Yeah. And uh, so missionaries came by, you know, she was kind of, it's one of those stories. She was in need of something. She was, had been church shopping a little bit, somewhere to raise her boys, joined the church, um, uh, ended up marrying uh, my stepdad who ended up being a piece of garbage, a human piece of garbage. Um, Right. And uh, so that's eight years old to about 36. Yeah. But I mean, it was nearly instantaneous for me as I, you know, it's almost like closed the book and I was like. I don't believe anymore. And now I want to find out more about the things I don't... I didn't just go, I'm just out. And by the book, you're talking about Under the Banner of Heaven. Under the Banner of Heaven. Not the Book of Mormon. Not the, not the Book of Mormon, which right. I read before. Right. But um, And when you closed that book, you were like, this is true. <laughs> I did, and then probably, you went probably. to John Krakauer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I... Um, 
So under the banner of heaven, the quibble I had with you is yeah. is twofold. Um, okay. Number one, when you talk about that's not that's not the heavenly father this, the heavenly father that. When I grew up, 80, when I, 84, 82, 84, uh-huh. that is exactly what my wards felt and looked like and the way that they talked. Really? Yes. No shit. 100%. That's so cool to find out. And I, I, where, where was this? Was so this I was in, in Montana, okay. Washington. Um, these, that... I wasn't even in like Wasatch Front yeah, yeah, yeah. Mormonism. And yeah. so I think that what one of the things you're, you're seeing that bothers you is a time period issue. Yeah, potentially so. I, I think right. so because and I belong to um I belong to several anti Mormon No, I, I belong to several <laughs> like post Mormon uh Facebook group. I did before Facebook booted me off yesterday. Right. Um for some reason. Jeez. Uh so but like um uh, Mormon Stories podcast community, yeah, and, and the the reaction from exmo post Mormon, yeah, is very similar to your and I reaction, where a lot of them are like, "This show gets it wrong." Like, I don't know anybody that talked like that. And then the right. other half is like, "Oh, buddy, yeah. that's how everybody talked when I was a kid." And Interesting. It, is it, it is, a generational shift, or is I it think a... it's completely generational. Uh-huh. I think that you know, it's just. Of a time period, but yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, when yeah. I was watching it, I'm watching it, and I'm just like, my jaw is dropping. I was like, these are the people I knew. Interesting. They, and, and again, not in a they weren't that weird to me. They just were yeah. very they're very reverent, you know. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. did say Heavenly Father a lot about a lot of things, and Heavenly Father wouldn't like if you did that, and a lot of that stuff. So I, that's what I grew up with. Oh, okay. So when I see that, yeah, I'm like. That's spot on for right. the time period I grew up, which, which again is I think when it's taking place is about yeah, it's 80, in the 80s, or, yeah. Something. Uh, I think the murders happened in 86. Oh, it was 86. Okay. Is that it right? Early, it was early 80s. Maybe, oh, early 80s? It was yeah, earlier yeah. than 86? Something like that. But also, you got to remember anything rural, like especially yeah, it's I'm also from, different, is a 20 year difference. So <laughs> this isn't 82, this is yeah. 62. Yeah. Like anything that's kind of country esque, yeah, always is a twenty year difference. Like the eighties in Los Angeles, yeah, but this was takes place the in Salt so Lake. It's not, it's not super it's not country. Super it's outside of Salt Lake. I don't think it's right yeah. in. So it's a little. And again, but they are farmers. smaller. This is smaller towns. Smaller towns, right. though, yeah. right? And Aren't so the I, same as the city. yeah, yeah. And, and that's fair. That's and again, fair. where the communities are so homogenous that I think that. You know that doesn't mean that there aren't things in there that are Hollywood, and I and I see some of the Hollywood right. things for sure. Right, um, they're making a TV show, yeah, but yeah. I think that now the other thing that you said that I thought was fascinating was you you said that you felt like they are doing what is often done, which is <clears throat> conflating Mormons with fundamentalist Mormons. Sure, I here's why I disagree with you. I don't disagree that in in what you're saying or or how you feel about that, but I think that the the reality is, is that the church has really tried hard to deconflate. I don't know if that's a word. Is deconflate a word? To unconflate, yeah, to so. exconflate. I don't know <laughs> what the word is. But I, I feel like there's this thing that happens where it's it's trying to extricate themselves so far from these people who, in yeah, in reality, are following principles that were so. Yeah. Closely fundamental right. to Joseph Smith era Mormons, and right. they're just going, we never should have turned left. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they did, it's not like they didn't get that from anywhere. They're no. not they're not pulling that out of thin air. Right. They got that from right. the things that were started. Right. And they're like, We're not turning with the rest of you. We don't, you know, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. not we're not making this shift. So yeah. the fundamentalists got their viewpoints from that perspective. Yeah, of course. So you're you're right in the sense, but I think that the show is doing I don't think they're conflating it as much, and I feel like that's part of the conflict is that you have prominent Mormons in that 
who are kind of wanting to not publicize it because society does conflate it. And they'll right. go, if you talk about these people being FLDS, they will they will act out towards us and they will come down on us and it will reflect back on us and that's not, you know, that's not good publicity for us. Yeah. That's what I think is happening. Yeah. Anyway, Interesting. That's Interesting. my take on it. Yeah, and those are both fair points. Those are both very fair points. My my wrong, real wrong, no, but fair. No, I don't think necessarily. <laughs> no, I don't, no, 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 I don't think this. No, I mean, I didn't grow up in the eighties. Yeah. I was born in eighty six. So yeah. I don't know. It was no. uh, July twenty fourth, nineteen eighty four. Eighty four. So it was close. It was close. Um, yeah. So I was about. I was ten. I yeah. Was ten, and I'd been in the church for about about two years at that point. I don't remember anything about that story happening at the time. Yeah. I knew nothing enough. about the story. I bet you they didn't travel. Like no, the, you know what I mean. Like, we didn't no, have the twenty four hour news so. cycle type yeah. stuff. Either. Yeah, no, 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 no internet. No, uh, my real issue is we've been watching the show, and when I made it through the first three episodes, is it's pretty clear that the the villain is not the brothers who committed the murders; it's the religion itself. It and is a, that's my problem overall with the show. And I think that's where it's tough to make a show. I'm, I was surprised when they were making a show out of it. First, I heard they were going to make a movie. I was like, I don't know how you do that. And then I was yeah. like, the show might let you spread it out and explain better. Right. And I do think it's one of the problems with the show. I, I'll, I will be honest. I don't love the show because I love the book. And oh, interesting. I'm one of those nerds. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. No, like, that's fair. Do they, deviate, do they deviate from the book pretty oh, significantly it's, or no? It's almost impossible to tell it. Uh, it's almost impossible to give all the details. Krakauer does a better job of what he is saying is that the violence that they perpetrated has its origins uh-huh. in previous information, previous text, previous uh, sure. previous um, incidents um, of, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? The, Brigham Young? No, no, I know Brigham Young <laughs> yeah, for yeah, sure yeah. in terms of blood atonement yeah. and... Um, there was also the Avenging Angel. What was his name? The the, the Avenging or Angel, uh, Rockwell, Porter Rockwell. Oh, Porter Rockwell. Porter Rockwell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who right. they believe shot? I think the Governor, Governor Bonds, Yeah, or but he didn't die. He didn't die. But he tried to assassinate. He tried to assassinate. The, the they, theory they believe, is yeah. that he tried to assassinate Governor Boggs. So what? What Krakauer right. I think does a better job than the show is to not say that the more the modern Mormon Church is a violent church, but that. There are a lot of, um, and it's true of I think any, almost any religion has a yeah. lot of violent origins to it, and oh, a yeah. lot of well, Old Testament elements. Yeah, I mean, yeah, come on, yeah, 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 I yeah. Mean, for sure. Isaac and I, I Isaac the and Crusades, Abraham, the Crusades, yeah, the, like there's so many things that are violent in nature. Right. I mean, that's where people, if you take things in the the Middle East now where they'll do stonings. That doesn't come from nowhere. No, It comes from religious texts. They stone people to death because that's what the books said said to do. Right. And so I think that Krakauer does a better job than the TV series of painting that picture of going, these, and again, that's where I'm talking about where we've separated ourselves really. We're like, we're not those Mormons. Um, Right. But these people get that, that fundamentalism from... The, the idea of being fundamental is yeah. to stick to an origin. Yeah, right. right so right, that's right. what I think in terms of that. So I interesting. That's that's kind of where I land on it. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. The book is the the book is uh, it, it's not as clunky as the series. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you create it and have the freedom to do what you want with it, <laughs> yeah, then yeah. You, you know you can make it smooth. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think John Krakauer created the detective? As opposed to using who actually investigated it. Well, he didn't in the book. I, I thought, I'm pretty sure it's a fake person in the book. No. 
he not uses I, an actual character. Not that I remember. He doesn't. The, 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 I mean, the, like a character who really existed. No, the, no that person's just, made up, right? It's not a. It's not a fiction book. He doesn't make anybody up. You know what I mean? It's a nonfiction. It's well, I thought he t- had someone as the detective investigating the crimes. No, and that just, person is fictitious. He does in the book, but they do that in the series. So in the series, they do it, but uh, they, but they that's don't, not the way it is in the book. No, no, the so book, I didn't even know that. And the oh, book again, he's not the book. He's not creating that that linear narrative of of this amalgamation of, of a of a detective. In the series, you know, if you don't have somebody moving the, well, you need a narrator. You have a narrator. It's a, a narrator. It's, it's somebody moving right. the story forward. It's another problem with it. Uh, in that interesting. sense, interesting. So he just talks oh, okay. about the case. It's very much just. It reads. It starts out almost exclusively as a, a true crime, uh, yeah. nonfiction book, you know, in cold blood or right. one of those right, sorts. Right, right, And that's how how it goes in that. And then it just he 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 at times will draw parallels between here are things that are happening, but here is where they have their origin. Interesting. Okay. And they have their origin in this, and then this text that you know here's something that Brigham Young said, and yeah, that was the first place that I heard had ever been told that Joseph Smith had practiced polygamy. Yeah. Um, it was the first place I learned about the rock and the hat. Um, right. It was the first place I learned about a lot of these things, right. and then I went to research them more heavily. Yeah. And that was finally you, you could do a lot of that, and you could do a lot of it, the you know like the the um, the church gospel topic topic essays at some point came up to kind of address right. them right they didn't help me uh, yeah and that's fair and some some people have when they find those they're like yeah that's uh you know yeah um but that book to me was very like it was earth shattering like yeah i read i remember putting that book down and so kind of what happened is we when i had stopped reading the book like i mean literally i set it down i was like i don't think i believe anything that i believe before i want to know more yeah and i'm not stopping yeah but i didn't tell my wife i didn't you know and here's the thing i kind of kept it to myself for a while because we lived um in a ward in studio city that was awesome it was it was such a fantastic ward sure it was um everybody was really just just kind and they were um they were very live and let live. There were, you know, there were some people in the ward who um, they had maybe a little more troubled kid or maybe a gay kid yeah. or, and people were a little bit more forgiving. They of were that a little more and, accepting. Of. Yeah. It was a right, little more right. for lack of a better word. I don't want to make it political, but it was a little more liberal ward in that, uh-huh. in that regard. So it was yeah. in studio city and I loved the people were so, so much our community. And so I remember putting the book down and going, I, I don't believe, but this is my people, and this is right. this is where I live. Right. And then we moved into uh, Castaic. We moved and bought a house. We moved up to Castaic. Yeah. And as I met the people at church, and it's not all of them, but yeah, I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel like I fit. I didn't feel like they got me. Yeah. Um. And I just didn't feel welcome. Yeah. As Jeff, not as Jeff the, non- <laughs> the doubter. No, no, nothing Jeff like the doubting. Thomas. Not like that. They just yeah. didn't. They didn't like you. They kind of didn't get me. The, co- <laughs> yeah, the yeah, comedic yeah. side of me. I would make jokes, right. and they would be like, "Who's this light-minded person?" Oh, and that's a big deal. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. really uncomfortable. And I go, you know what? This is that's my sign. This is my time. I can. I can now. I can step away from this because. <laughs> and then prop eight, and you know, became right. a big thing, and that was kind of my last straw. Yeah, prop, prop eight, eight. Was, was my last straw. Yeah, and that's um, fair. That was one where we were getting asked to put yard signs in our yard, and I, I was like, "No, yeah. I go, I don't." And I had, I had phone banked for whatever the previous prop was, like several years prior. Or yeah, yeah, several years know. prior, I had right. phone banked for it. And I was like, "Yeah, 
I don't think you know gay people should get married. Yeah, because that's what I've been taught my whole life. And then yeah. my perspective on that changed. Yeah. And when we were got asked to put, and I just made this real strong line with my wife. I was like, we are not putting Prop 8 signs in our yard. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to do this in the like, I am the priesthood holder, but you. Because <laughs> I don't even know. believe in that. Right, right. Yeah. But I will wield that power <laughs> if you think you I believe, believe in it. it. <laughs> right, because you believe in it. Right. She's like, I don't want to either. And I'm like, good. Yeah. All right. And then, yeah. so I remember the, the moment for me where I finally was like, I don't want to go back anymore, was I walked in for, it was the. Um, uh, Pinewood Derby. Uh, my son, my son had the Pinewood <laughs> Sorry, Derby. I don't car. mean to laugh, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And there was a big piece of butcher paper on the wall, and uh-huh. someone had made a big race car, and it had like little ads, and right across the was yes like on eight, like a NASCAR, eight. like a NASCAR. Yeah, it was yes on eight, right. And I was like, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I remember having that conversation with, and I, when I left, uh, we got separated. Not you your, and I. I pointed you wife. like it was you and yeah. I. No, my I'm, wife. I'm effeminate. I yeah, my my wife and I. I just thought that was what was going to happen. I was like, I can't. Divorce was inevitable. Yeah, I thought it was inevitable. because yeah, she's I'd, still believing in it, or at um, least at the time. Y- yes, yeah. very much so. Um, and so for me, there were so many stories of, um, oh, they got divorced because you know he left the church and he started drinking right. and uh, probably watches porn and you know right. I mean those sorts right. of things that you just <laughs> he might have been before but right now, <laughs> yeah. yeah he does it unapologetically unapologetically yeah. I had heard those stories so many times that it was just beaten into me of yeah. like and my wife comes from a family that is very much a Utah family and yeah. um, I just I assumed I was like this is what happens next this is really hard but I yeah. can't pretend to be someone I'm not yeah and um, well religion's such a big part of the marital identity it is it's and very so tough you take that away and i assume it's tough i assumed everything was going and i also sure. did not want to two things i didn't want to uh try to drag her away from her faith in one and two i didn't want to be a disappointment i was like i can't live as yeah. someone else's disappointment yeah and so i i was like well we're getting separated and right. you know right. Uh, I, we got separated and we were so good at divorce, you know, and like, here's how we'll handle it. Yeah. So four months I lived somewhere else yeah. and I hated it and I missed my kids and we were so amicable about how we dealt with like, here's how we'll deal with it. I'm like, I'll still pay the, I'm going to pay the mortgage. Jeez. And, um, yeah. so we finally was like, let's, my wife fought to be, to be honest, I, I would take zero credit. My wife fought really hard to keep us together. She's like, we're not getting divorced. And I was like, Oh yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and she, it was coming from you, not a sense of I've lost love in my wife. It was just this I culturally it, is going to be so difficult. Yes, but I expressed yeah. it to her the other way. Is like I was like pushing her away, like you know, old yeah. yeller where I'm throwing rocks. I was like, <laughs> get out of here! I don't love you anyway. You know that sort of thing yeah, in yeah, a way, yeah. where yeah. I just you know uh, I I it, I was probably even I, I wouldn't even say probably I was I was mean about it probably at times about saying things like I don't love you anymore. You know, so right. it's, it just is what it is. I, I I like you, and I think you're. Not, I don't have anything yeah. mean to say about you. Yeah. Well, um, in your defense, you're questioning everything. That was it. I was I yeah. was questioning everything. It yeah. was a very tumultuous time in my life, and I was also dealing with um, another pretty heavy secret that I didn't tell her for another, gosh, ten years, which is that I was sexually abused by my stepdad growing yeah. up, which was another issue for me with Mormonism. Uh, I just blurted that out like, you know, yeah, like, no big just, deal. Yeah, it was a no big deal. Right. Like the um, queen died or something. Right. So <laughs> he was full in the church. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was that was also an issue for me is yeah. that growing up abused, there were a number of things that were really difficult. And number one was 
I was told about the power of discernment, and yet every war we moved to, everybody thought this guy is amazing, and right. they always put him in callings. They always put him in young men's presidencies right. or scouts. Right. Or, and I'm like, Ugh. none of you guys like know what's going no, on. God doesn't like give you a warning on any of this. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, does discernment work that way? So that bothered me. I know they knew. He told them, and they were like, "It's yeah. fine. It's okay." No, none of that. Nothing. None happened. of that's true. He probably lied um, the whole time, and yeah. So. I feel Jeez. like I'm rambling at this point. No, I'm ram- I don't think am I rambling? So. I feel like I took over, Travis. No, 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 you're good. Are you sure? You're on track. Yeah, you're yeah. like, holy crap! You dropped a bomb. Let's. let's uh... <laughs> I mean, that is a big deal. It is a big deal. You know, you changed your last name because of this. Yes, I did. Douchebag. Yeah, for and, sure. And I mean, so, that's a huge problem, right? I mean, it like, was your whole identity. Yeah. has changed. My whole identity has changed, and so I was. I found out at 39 that the guy that I thought was my dad was not my dad. So I found that piece of information out at 39 that the first the first so you had stepdad douchebag you knew he wasn't I your knew biological he was a stepdad dad. but my, then the I had biological a first, dad the guy I thought was my biological yeah. dad was also a stepdad jeez and yeah. I didn't know that she my mom married him when I was one he adopted me gotcha. and I became Jeff Shepard yeah and then she married this other guy when I was nine and or eight, and yeah. and th- he adopted me, and no one asked me. They just changed my name to Johnson. Yeah, sure, so it was Jeff Johnson. Right. My whole life, all I wanted to be was Jeff Frame, which was my grandparents, my mom's parents' last name was Frame. Yeah. So at thirty nine, when I learned this information, I learned that I was born Jeff Frame because wow. I was a bastard like Jon Snow. You yeah. know. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And That's good. um, so I could go by Jeff Snow or Jeff Frame. <laughs> yeah. And I, f- and I still, I learned that at thirty nine. I didn't change my name until last year to Jeff yeah. Frame. But I wanted to get that anvil off of my shoulder i of wanted course, to of course not carry this uh, this guy's name anymore yeah so my mom died about two years ago and that was finally a, a little before that i finally told my grandma about what had happened yeah. because because i thought my grandma i was like she with could, johnson she, yeah yeah i was like she could pass at any time and she thinks i'm an asshole you know oh she, she for leaving I'm, the church no no, for... no no not my grandma wasn't mormon uh-huh but she didn't understand why she knew i didn't like this guy brian oh uh brian johnson you can yeah. look he's a terrible piece of garbage <laughs> um yeah i don't know if you can look him up anywhere but uh, so singer of ACDC. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he Not shook me one. all night long. Um, oh no, that goes off of the that goes off of the censored version, right? That comes yeah. off of that. Um, no, I mean, it'll probably go on everything. I don't know because um, yeah. So <laughs> I can't believe I made that joke. joke. <laughs> That's what comedy is, baby. It is. I say I don't like to offend, and then bam, it's my story. Yeah, I don't care. You can't offend. Yeah, it, happened, your story. it happened to you. If someone right. else gets butthurt about that, I do a joke about it now. Uh, yeah, once in a while, I don't yeah. do it very often, but I do, especially at a show where people used to know my last at the JRs. Oh, they're sure. like, why'd you change your name? Like, oh, here stage we go. Name. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah and right. so into a in a headlining set, you yeah. know, where I've got time to like ease into it, I yeah. might go. That's a heavy. And, and I tell, I tell basically the joke I tell is that yeah, I you know I was abused growing up, and you know, and they're like you know they're with you, and I go like, yeah. yeah, it's tough. Life, life is tough. Right. And uh, I said my wife was real supportive when I told her, and I said we were, we did watch. This is all true story, by the way. Actually, I go we we watched the um, Michael Jackson documentary. Yeah. And my wife was like, "Is that tough for you to watch?" I was like, "Yeah." Yeah. She was like, "What do you want to talk? What's tough about it?" I was like, "Their story's way better than mine." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. get to go to Neverland Ranch. I didn't get to yeah. pet a chimp. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I got right. I got molested in the back of my dad's van, oh my stepdad's my van, not like Neverland Ranch. You know? Yeah. So that's the joke I tell. It's really in poor taste, but it's my story, so I don't care. Hey, yeah. um, never trust a van, right? <laughs> 
And uh, so, wow. It, so anyway, yeah, along yeah. with that was as a kid, there was so much. Um, there's so much like purity talk as a kid about yeah. how if you have sex before marriage, you're like chewed gum and you can't unchew the gum. It's like sure. baby poop in the in the cupcakes. You'd hear that story about like if I yeah. if I have these great cupcakes and I. I give you. I look. They look great. They look delicious. Well, yeah. Don't you want a cupcake? What if I told you that there's baby poop in those? So they're not all. You're just like what? What? First of all, yeah, why would why? you? Know? Is that a common Mormon story? I've never. Heard I of. heard that one several times. There I've heard a other few people apocryphal, like these stories that that get passed around. Well-meaning people. Yeah. yeah with like will weird. Sh- <laughs> will share things that they think are well-meaning. Yeah, to, it, it meant something lessons. to them. Yeah, and so they want to pass it on, but it's it like doesn't. The lock and many keys. Parable, you ever mm-hmm. heard that one? No. I don't know if I remember it's the, that. It's uh, the a a lock that's opened by many keys is a bad lock, but a key oh. that opens many doors is a great key. Yeah, I mean I've that's heard that, a, but this that's is like dudes can sleep yeah, with whatever, right? That's kind of what that parable. That's exactly that. That's right. exactly like a religious one. That's <laughs> more, more of a, sounds uh, like slut shaming. That's kind of what that one is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also what the other ones are too. The chewed gum's a little slut shaming. Yeah, but it also ended up shaming. It shamed, but it shamed unintentionally. It shamed a little kid victims that didn't the victims right that don't. And you don't know how to talk about it. And so right. here, so a couple of the other experiences I had. Number one is I would often be told that, um, you know, if you pray hard enough, you, God will answer your prayers. But you have to be faithful. And so if yeah. he doesn't answer it, it's because you're not on you. Right. And so as a 10-year-old, I'm like, I am praying my ass off over yeah. here that this stops. And I hear, I get nothing. I get right. no, nothing happens. Nothing changes. So right. that was hard for me to reconcile. Yeah, of course. Um, then there were these other two experiences with regards to church. And I bring up because they, they were church-related. But So I went to my bishop when I was 14, and this is the first time that I thought, you know what, I, think I just got to tell somebody. Yeah. And he was conducting an interview, like a, a, a worthiness interview, probably, yeah. I think probably to go to the uh, baptisms for the temple. Uh-huh. And I, I remember having that real, like, I was like, I think I'm going to try and tell him and see if he can help or whatever. And he asked me one of the questions about, he goes, like, do you, do you masturbate? And uh, I was like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot. And right. <laughs> um, so much. Um, and he, so he asked if I masturbate. I was like, yeah. And he goes, he goes, um, do you, uh, he goes, do you like use lubrication when you masturbate? And I was like, what? And Why he was, does he was that like, matter? do you use like lotion? Yeah. Or, and then he goes, do you, who, like, who do you think about when you, like, do you think about any of the girls in our ward? And he starts naming off girls in our ward. Like, and I was like, I, I real quickly, I was, I felt, I just felt again like, am I being groomed? Like, is this? Yeah, what is? It that? was this really uncomfortable, and I remember yeah. my chest kind of like tighten up, and I go, I can't talk to this guy. I can't tell him. Yeah, sorry, I'm almost choking up. Uh, so, um, that's when I was like, I won't go back to this ward while he's the bishop. So I started going to the neighboring ward. Yeah, I, I changed high schools because their ward went to this other high school. Like a lot of it. Yeah. And so that was my experience with that. And then there was another experience that we had where. Um, so my stepdad, he he started kind of mentoring. He always worked at like youth troubled youth camps. Of course he did, right? Yeah. So he was mentoring this kid, and he was taking him camping and stuff. And I I remember being uneasy about it, but it's like I can't say anything because right. he's got to take care of my mom, and uh, hard to explain. Yeah. Anyway, he all of a sudden our our a member of our bishopric and someone in our stake presidency came to our house, mm-hmm. and they were with him, and he was nervous and. They were telling us, and he he's he's like, so here's what happened. You I say was, with him, you mean with your dad? With, with my stepdad. The, uh-huh. yeah. 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 And he goes, here's what happened. I, I was taking this kid camping. I'm just trying to help him out. He's a troubled kid. 
he asked me to touch him. Uh, I I did, but then he starts threatening me and saying Jeez. he wants our car. And and I remember listening to this going, oh, he's busted. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. How's he going to get out They're of this? They're going to see through this. So the yeah. reaction of the member of the state presidency and our bishopric was not, you're busted. It was, don't worry about this. Guys, we're going to take care of this. We're just don't, don't talk about it. Don't tell anybody. Don't. Um, Jeez. Uh, and. It was so like we're gonna rally around you yeah. guys as a family to protect yeah. him, and I remember thinking I was like I can't I won't I can't ever tell anybody. There's no one who will yeah. help me, and so those experiences for me. And then when I got to the other issues that for me theologically were issues, I was like oh you know and and yeah. it was like I just I I can't I can't feel this anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't. It's too too far gone to me. Right. And so that's kind of, that's kind of where I landed. That's a long, yeah, long way of telling yeah. my story. Sorry, I, I feel like I just so, took over. So why'd you leave? No, no, no. no I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's those are some terrible, terrible yeah, it sucks. events. It, it, it's a rough way to grow. I mean, no, no wonder. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, it also seems so odd to me that there's just so many instances of this happening within these church organizations, and yeah. I don't know if it has more to do with religion and more to do with it's such a tight knit organization. I think it's more that that they yeah just f- accidentally foster these things that happen to protect these pieces of shit. Well, well yeah. The, and the reason I, I, I mentioned that too is because that reminds me of when I watch Under the Banner of Heaven, I do think that it's heightened, but I, I have seen behavior that was of a similar nature. Do you sure. know what I mean? This yeah. rallying the or the circling the wagons. Yeah, of course. It's this circling the wagons thing that happens where I don't think that they mean bad by it, but again, in a particular time period as well, they they they, they didn't think enough about victims of things, and they no. think too yeah. much about, and they're not right. trained for it. Yeah, no, they're not trained for they're, it. So, and yeah. then the last thing that I would share is that I finally, two years ago when I started telling people, my aunt, who's not Mormon, um, She's like, we got to call his bishop, and I was like, I don't want, I don't want anything to do with this anymore. So she, right. she calls the police in Tri Cities, Washington, and she has him call me. And I'm like, can you just leave me alone? You know, like right. I just don't, I don't want to. But oh, I, this man's still living. Yes. Oh, so, um, and that was her concern, and it's a valid concern on her part. She got very 100%. active of like, I want to make sure this doesn't happen to anybody else. And again, in my, the dumb part about it is, in your world, even though I knew about this one kid, I never, it never really occurred to me that he was maybe doing this all the time. It never yeah. really did. Yeah. You just think that. It's just you. It's just you. Yeah. And there's a problem with you. And that's yeah. why it's and, 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 and and you're yeah. not faithful enough. Yeah. And um so right. I uh so I talked to the police and he sounded really interested and then he comes back and he's like, Oh, statue of limitations. And I was like, Okay. He goes, Yep, can't do anything about it. I go, Well, can you check Investigate? on Investigate? <laughs> can you check on him at all? Yeah. And see if he goes, I can't unless there's probable cause. And I go and this isn't probable cause. I go, this cause. isn't probable cause. And he goes, right. well, this isn't probable cause now, and there's no statute. The statute of limitation has passed. It's so bananas, man. And so she called his bishop. Yeah. And his bishop, I started talking to his bishop, and his bishop was like, okay, well, we'll take this serious. He didn't really, I don't think he really dug dealing with my aunt, but he had a good conversation with me. I explained everything. I wrote everything out to send to him. He goes, we'll put him through a church, church court. And, yeah. Um, and I had trouble getting any updates. So when I talked to him later... Um, him meaning the bishop. the bishop. Yeah, he asked if I wanted to come. To the ch- I was like, I can't. I can't do it. Like, yeah, I just I can't go do this. I can't be in the same room with him. I when my mom died, I was like, I'll never have anything to do with him again. That freed me from him forever. Yeah. I'll never have anything to do with him. So for this church court, I hear back from the bishop. He goes, they they disfellowshipped him. 
Yeah. I go, they disfellowshipped him? Like he didn't get excommunicated? He goes, right. no, they felt like he had suffered enough with the loss of his wife so recently. Wow. And oh, I was man. like, what I was like, fuck? well, yeah, Bishop, I go, you would not believe how much I've suffered <laughs> uh, in my life because yeah. of the things that he's done. And I, and the person yeah. you're referencing as his wife was also my mom and I lost her recently. And you're telling me that they're not, that's not an excommunicate, but they're, they've excommunicated some people that I like think very highly of because they've tried to protect children. Uh huh. Um, and, and here's this guy that I can tell you definitively was doing something awful. Yeah. And, he doesn't even get excommunicated. Like it was really yeah. weird to me. So it was, uh, that was anyway. Yeah. So for people who are unfamiliar yeah. with some of the jargon that has just been <sighs> dropped. So when people do, uh, certain types and usually it's around sexual sins, there is often what is called a church disciplinary council or church court mm -hmm. where it is ecclesiastical leaders. Um, church court. <laughs> yeah, who yeah. sit in judgment. Judge Joe Brown. Right, right. Yeah, and they sit yeah. in judgment Church over the person who's being accused. They're like, of, you're out of order. Of these things. <laughs> and it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a meeting in which ideally everything around this is about the atonement. Correct. So that everybody ends up happy. Okay? Victims, perpetrators, the ecclesiastically, like everybody wants to leave this room. Yeah, and the idea should be love. Uh, this, the idea for what they're doing essentially would be about repentance. Correct. It would be we're right. going to offer you the opportunity for repentance because we're going to if we excommunicate you, it's because you have broken your covenants. Right. And you you will have a path back. Yeah. You you will be able to you know uh, yeah work your way back into rebaptism and all that sort of stuff. Right. But. But essentially, you're kind of starting over. Yeah, as a you, you member, would, you would start over of the church, yeah. where you're not you're not um, taking the sacrament for a certain period of time. Yeah. You're really checking in with ecclesiastical leaders frequently on yeah. how well you're doing spiritually, physically, with the issue that you're being accused about. Right. Yeah. So it's supposed to be this path to repentance. Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah, but so it doesn't always is go that way. Disfellowship is more like. Um, you can't say prayers in meetings. Yeah. You can't take the sacrament. Um, right. I, I, I'm trying to remember what the other aspects of this. You can't been, hold a calling. Yeah, you would know, right? Like, yeah, right. I've right, been right. through it so many times. So many times. But it, it's, it's the idea. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> the idea being be that you pay sort of penance within the congregation. Right. And personally, where you are not allowed to serve in certain ways because you're not a good ambassador. Yeah. And that once yeah. you kind of fulfill your responsibilities and duties, then you can come back. Right. Right. So people who have been excommunicated need to be rebaptized. Yeah. They need to redo all of the ordinances that they went through. Disfellowship, you do not. Disfellowship is more kind of like it's more of a slap on the hand. Time I think. out. It's, it's time out. It's, it's a more church it's time a, it's out. It's a time out. Um, yeah. It's like you were a little naughty. Right. But not bad right. enough where you're going to have to do all of it over. Yeah. And the unfortunate, I think, reality is there's so much discretion with leadership roulette leadership is what, is yeah what, uh, so it just totally depends yeah. i mean i talked to friends in like when i was getting ready to go on my mission i ended up waiting because i was addicted to pornography and i was masturbating so i was waiting mm -hmm. six months checking yeah. in with my stake priesthood leader yeah. and my bishop about my worthiness before yeah. i was allowed to go on my mission yeah my addicted though, you know? well like you know addicted enough i guess um, What's enough? <laughs> the, I like I talked to friends. I like I talked to friends who were like, "Yeah, I touched this chick's breasts." Yeah, and nothing. Yeah, yeah. And, and to that, me, that's way worse. Well, you know what and, I mean. And other people who, 
if you were honest in those interviews, and, and there, I know that there were people who, uh, you know, answered yeah. the questions the same way you did, and their bishop yeah. was like, you know what? Lord yeah, needs servants, so honest, get out there. That's okay. You get out there. You're a good kid. Right. Get out right. there. And you know, and so it's there just like, a, who knows what's going on? There is some some leadership yeah. roulette that goes on with that. But luckily, well. I was never felt to feel ashamed of that's what good. I'd done. It was just like, hey, you know, you need you to should be. probably take a time out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll be disfellowship for did six you, months. Did you use lubrication when you masturbated? <laughs> who did I think about? Who did you think about? Who did you think about? Your future wife. You thought your future wife, right? It's terrible. I mean, that kind of those kinds of questions are terrible. And I don't. It was bad. I don't know if there's bad experience necessarily bad. Better training that's happening for ecclesiastical leaders, but they are lay people who oh, are yeah, just yeah. you know it's like a it's freaking accountant yeah. who's just asked to listen to all these confessions, and, and that's one problem where they are lay people, and so they aren't like if I came to them and just told them what was going on, they're like ah, this is not what I signed up for. You know what I mean? They don't right. want they don't want to know right, either. But it's probe kind of, in is that weird of, way. Yeah, yeah. So that's the difference. Is yeah. so like the bishop that we called that's his that was his bishop at the time. I know he's sitting on the other end going, I did not. This is not. I don't want to deal with this. I do not. You know he doesn't want to deal with yeah, this. He's, well, he's, right. he's an insurance salesman or uh, <laughs> uh, he worked. I think he actually worked at a school. So Jeez. Um, I think he might have been a teacher or a principal. And you could just tell he's like, oh, I do not. This is not. Right. But there's a difference between that and someone going, tell me more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Like It was a very creepy experience for me where I, I had like, yeah, you know, it's that. It's really unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I had some just some bad experiences that yeah. then when I got to the point where I um, where I learned things that I was told n- n- that it were different than what I was taught, it was yeah. very jarring to me. It was very of course. There is hope for you today. Come to Jesus, he is the way.